You're listening to Miles Davis. Bitches Brew. 1969. John McLaughlin on guitar. Chikorea on keyboards. Both of them going on to fusion fame later on in the same decade. I'm going to play a um, piece from a band called Yezda Urfa that came together in the 70s and put out two albums. They've been called across between Yes and Gentle Giant. That may be aspirational, but they're very good. Let's find out. Yezda Urfa here on the Mutiny Radio. Don FM.
It's almost that time. It's almost 8 o'clock here at the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of Mutiny Radio. Coming to you from the heart of the Mission District of San Francisco, California. Today is December 29th, 2021. It is a cold and noirish night outside. Icy cold, wet, streets are deserted. We are all trembling on the edge of the razor, waiting for that which we know not. But we know it's coming. I hope you've enjoyed the variety of progressive rock that I've brought to you this evening. I, Perkins Warbeck, I've enjoyed this immensely, and I will see you, hear you. We will hear each other next week at the same time. Good night. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, 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 Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me back again, especially in this year of public domain. That's right. This is 2022, as the kids say, and we are uh, celebrating every year now, started in the Trump administration. Every year now, we have movies that appear in the public domain at the long last. So after 75 years, movies are liberated. And of course, they're on YouTube. So we're going to watch a movie today. Uh, in the public domain, and we are on Mutiny Radio, Carl, uh, every Sunday at 2 p.m. We are also uh, available as a podcast. That's by its acronym, which we said up front, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Y-T stands for YouTube. YouTube. Uh, hey, I didn't write it. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't come up with the name YouTube. So, uh, we want you to find watch this movie with us. Find it, watch it on YouTube, and listen to this our podcast, right? Our streaming show here on Mutiny Radio, right? At you the same hit time, the donut, donut button. It's a donut. Yeah. We have a Patreon page. Mutiny Radio. Uh, it's the reason why we're here. It supports us. 
So why don't you uh, give a donation? You could go to mutinyradio.fm and click the donation button. Go to the Patreon page. We also have a, they also have a Venmo account at Mutiny Radio. Throw in a couple bucks. Carl, do you know there's live comedy that uh, internet audiences can listen to on Mutiny Radio? That's fantastic. Fantastic comedy playhouse, clubhouse, excuse me, uh, live here in the studios uh, is on eight o'clock, six o'clock on Fridays at eight o'clock on Friday. But I should mention there's an open mic. So if you're a comedian mm-hmm. in the Bay Area and you like to perform, uh, you can come on by on Monday and Friday and or just, you know, yeah, put your ear to the buzz and hear when the next show is. Uh, donate two bucks. And at the end, it'll broadcast as a podcast. You know, so you'll be on the streaming, you perform, you stream live, then you can listen to your podcast and, you know, you maybe improve your act. If it's a killer set, keep the audio. Post it on ZimZam. You got it all set up. (laughs) Is that a real thing? Yes. Copyright Mike Spiegelman. So, Carl. No, no, actually, yeah, I take that back. I think ZimZam is uh, something Colin Mayhem came up with for uh, Great Difficulties or Sketch Group uh, or something similar to that. Uh, anyway, uh, Carl, what is the movie we're watching? What public domain, what movie entered the public domain in 2022 that we're watching today? The General, 1926. That's all you put in the search engine. The General, 1926. And we like the the channel <laughs> Magiblot one. Ma- Magiblot, not Magiblot, but Magi- not Magic Blot, but Magiblot one. Uh, go ahead and type in The General, 1926. When you find that link for Magic Block, click it, then hit pause, move the timer to the left, and at the countdown, uh, when we say go, click go, uh, click the start button. Carl, we're not going to say go. I'm very excited to start or kick off our show with a great yeah. segment. Uh, Carl has scoured the world, and he has found a celebrity comedian to grace us and to do our countdown. Let's yeah. meet this, this celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Yeah, stand by. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Adam Spiegelman. Welcome, Thank you. Adam. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, How's everyone doing? Spiegelman. Spiegelman. It's such a familiar last name. I happen to do a podcast, and I do believe the guy's your brother. Who? Rick? No, no, the other one, Michael. Michael, yeah, I know him. Mike Spiegelman, yeah. Right, it was the two of you growing up together. What was it like being with Mike the whole time? Oh, it was great. Yeah, I love Mike. Um, I love him like a brother, which <laughs> works out. He, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot of uh, weird stuff from my brother. And, I, you know, something I appreciate that, uh, you know, the Dr. Dementos and... Uh, uh-huh. The weird ministry and that kind of weird music, and then Neil Hamburger, and uh, oh, you know, I, can I tell a quick story that Mike? Yes, please do. Well, I was working on a the Neil Hamburger is this guy who uh, it's really funny. Like he just he does these CDs of being the worst comedian ever, and he puts in a fake audience, and he's just terrible and bombing, and he's it's really hilarious and just. Well, I, when you see him live, half the audience loves it, and half the audience is like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> um, so uh, Mike introduced me to it. He found a CD, sent it to me. I used to play it. My roommates were like, "What is this crap?" <laughs> so I was working on this talk show, and they're like, "We want out of the box, uh, like a late night talk show. We want out of a box thinking. We want 
stuff that you think that I would hate. And I was so annoyed with this guy. I was like, you're going to hate Neil Hamburger. <laughs> so because of Mike, I found him on the internet. He was in Australia opening up for rock bands. He was on a rock label. He's like, yeah, next time I'm in LA, I'll come on. So every comedian bombed on the show. They just weren't, it had a rep of being a bad place to perform. So we just assumed he would bomb and we we're going to take um, shots of people in the audience. And he did great wow. with his terrible material. But it was just such a great thing to watch him. And he got to be on TV and that kind of relaunched his career. So thanks to Mike Spiegelman. And then Mike got to open up for him in San Francisco. Um, but Mike's kind of responsible for that guy's career. Oh, he's a kingmaker, Mike Spiegelman. <laughs> yeah, he's a kingmaker. Neil Hamburger, fish burgers, you know. <laughs> fish burgers, yeah. Now, Mike loves bad movies. And you, you know, that's what, you know, why this podcast was born. And you, too, uh, I wouldn't always say that they're bad, but you're really into films. You even have your own podcast called Proudly Resents. Tell me about that. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so Mike got me into loving and appreciating bad movies. I don't know if you're around the same age, but not you are, obviously, but well, a lot older than me. But, uh, like, Night Flight and, like, weird stuff like that, you know, mm -hmm. Channel 31. And, um, so I love bad, good, bad movies and movies that are so bad they're good. Also, there's, like, weird cult films. So I have this podcast, Proudly Resents, and I did it for about five years. So there's a lot of episodes. Yeah. So they're all new to you. And then it can split up into if you go to Proudly Resents interviews, you can get interviews with weird directors and actors and a lot of crazy, you know, great stories. And I got a lot of great the guests. The room, right? The room was. Uh... So I was one of those early people with the room mm -hmm. and totally obsessed with it. And I got, have an interview with everyone except for, um, like, I have Tommy Wiseau. I don't have the, the Craig their best friend um but i have everyone i have the the mom who dies of cancer or has cancer but it gets cured and yeah it's great talking to those people and meeting them and they're all some of them are fantastically weird and some of them are just fantastic and you know and the guy the, my big interview was the guy who claimed he directed the room that he <laughs> did all the work if you saw the movie the disaster artist he was played by seth rogan uh-huh um, i remember that guy yeah that character yeah so he I, I don't really i mean he did say action and cut so yes that makes him the director that I makes know. him a director yeah <laughs> i don't know but he his stories are great about uh about the room and so there's a lot of great stories so i do interviews with a lot of great stories and then we have comedians uh mostly my brother but other famous comedians come on and talk about their favorite bad movie and we dissect it Kind of like what you guys do, but after watching it. Now, one time, uh, we got to be a part of Proudly Resent. Sean Connery, his last film ever, was an animated film called Sir Billy. It was a horrible film. Uh, and you invited us on to Proudly uh, uh, Resent to, to cover the film. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good episode. You were great. Is that your fishing? Because you're fishing, you were great. You deserve it. <laughs> um yeah that was one of the few ones i hadn't seen because usually I'll, I'll always see the movie but he had just died and you guys had seen it and it just looks so awful Maybe I, i'm kind of semi-retired so uh i just didn't want to have to watch it um if you go on the website of proudlyresents.com there's one with mike right away and then the next one uh i'm trying to remember what it's called but you see a white man and a black woman 
it's literally about this white it came out like three five years ago so it's recent it's about this white guy that pretends to be a black woman on a radio show and <laughs> no one notices and of course he's a big hit and uh it's uh, a wild movie and uh, i interview and it, it was great because the person i got to be on the show with me was a woman who a black woman who does radio advice so like she's the real deal and he's making a movie so it was great to get that side of the perspective mm -hmm. now we got on to your uh podcast but you also once came on to our podcast it was a double header we called it the montclair episode they used to do those after school specials and there was one called what if i'm gay and you were actually in it and you came on our our podcast and did the episode with us the famous bunk in the hallway was your highlight I, you know when you say my highlight i think it's all of our highlight like it humbles me <laughs> um it was kind of a big moment in you know in cinema yeah i'm gonna call it in uh high eight or whatever they shot the movie on um yeah it was a great moment they were shooting uh, an after school special in our school and we just hung around all the time to try to get on it and ask a million questions and what everything is and so i got to bump the guy but they said you gotta bump the guy but not really bump the guy so i was too scared to over bump the guy so i didn't really right. bump the guy that well watching it 20 years 30 years later i didn't really bump the guy but he reacted like i fucking smacked him he was a good yeah. actor yeah that's right it was part of the uh plot in which he's come out or it's suspected and and the school he feels like they're against him and your shoulder bonk uh, really heavily played into that plot. So kudos to you. <laughs> if you read TV Guide at the time, it's about a guy who gets a shoulder bonk because he's gay. That's how they <laughs> described it. In the, I wrote it. I wrote that thing. Um, it, and the truth is, in our high school, if you were gay, uh, no one cares because they don't uh -huh. care about themselves, right? Nobody, <laughs> nobody gives a shit. You couldn't do much in our high school to get attention. So now staying with the theme of bad movies uh one of the things that you and your brother share besides a bad movie podcast is you're both honorary members of the razzies and i think you even went to one of the ceremonies once right yeah i feel like i went twice but i went once when i first moved to la back in 90, 98 or 99 um yeah so they do razzies is the opposite of the oscars idea like they give awards right. for the worst movies but they also like look for bad movies and unlike me and i think mike as well and probably you but they're mean like their point is to make fun of these people and be mean i i try to like just show bad movies that i love and why i love them uh -huh. because they're bad um that i you can argue some bad movies are better than good movies a quick example is my wife and i i don't know why she's watching the tr the pilot for um 21 jump street uh -huh. i know it's a real reach it's on peacock plug and um you the the cop says to johnny depp you're you have a sense of humor like your dad and then they cut to a picture of him and his dad him as a little kid and his dad is obviously dead and then you hear saxophone music for a long time <laughs> and then you pull the camera out and it's johnny depp playing saxophone interesting <laughs> very cool so that's better than most things uh you know ever so anyway razzie sorry um they kind of make fun of the bad movies and it's kind of fun to see and uh i was able to interview the guy who did it a couple times but they cool. do like a comedy show and they kind of make fun of him 
um hopefully they'll keep doing it and i think that it's now that things have to be online for a while i think that's even better you know a little more mystery and uh mm-hmm. it's all about the announcements right you want to and the celebrities go to it halle berry went for catwoman um tom oh, uh, right, green went right. and i think tom cruise i want to say that but that's really big if that's true but they all have a sense of humor you know they realize it's a bad movie not all but most oh all about eve um uh sandra bullock right uh brought a real it's just so funny how la is a bunch of we're all a bunch of ass kisses she, they just kiss their ass to come on she wins for this movie called all about eve or all about steve rather and she brings a wheelbarrow of the movies and says if you think this is shit here's a wheelbarrow of shit and then everyone clamors for a copy of the free copy of the movie from you know sandra bullock yeah like you just voted as the worst movie of the year and now you're gonna kill each other for a copy that's a kiss ass all right <laughs> that's our business now you talked about moving to la in the late 90s and that's really because you do a lot of producing out there but i remember uh the launch of your career uh when you were living in new jersey in montclair you used to go down to secaucus every day after school and you'd be part of the richard bay show well this is even sadder than that it was after college i was living in new york city Oh, and I would yeah. do the reverse commute. So uh, I lived in uh, Alphabet City on the edge of Manhattan. So I remember. I would rollerblade. I, yes, I was a homosexual. I would rollerblade um, to the train station on the east, on the west side. And then I'd take the train to Port Authority, then walk from the part across the Port Authority and literally pass people I know in the business who live in New Jersey, work in New York. And they would wave and say hi. And then <laughs> I go going to, the other way. I'm going the other way, and then I would get on a bus to go to Secaucus, and uh, we produced the Richard Bay Show, which was and you, you really cut your teeth on that show, right? You you've got a lot of stories about booking normal people uh, on shows like that, on shows like Divorce Court. Uh, so one guy didn't even know how to take a plane, right? Well, here's the thing: so I you book these shows with real people, and uh, you know if you watch like Maury Povich or Springer, we were. Um, so we would watch Springer, but like they stole that from us. So we were like uh-huh. old school Springer. So anyway, you book real people and they're not, you know, they haven't been on a plane. They haven't been out of their hometown. So this guy is going to come on the show. Uh, my boyfriend is so full of himself and we have like five couples and we're flying him in and um, he doesn't show up. And then I call him like, Randy, where were you? And he's like, yo, man, I get to the airport and there's no one there with the sign. <laughs> like for him like uh like to a walk to the plane I go, no the guy with the signs on the other side of the airport when you get here <laughs> and he's like oh i didn't know that <laughs> so he couldn't have him on the show so we had to like rearrange stuff and uh oh my goodness you know, people were like that happened all the time people uh just didn't know anything one guy he just kept calling me about like yo man this hotel stinks uh like, what are trailer. you gonna do about it yeah you, know, you know you know i don't have this some of that and then he calls me and goes I don't have a toothbrush. I go, grow up. It was divorce school. I go, grow up. <laughs> I'm not getting you a, t- you didn't bring a toothbrush. They're not your mom. And he's like, oh, all right. Like, this is enough of these. When you get like, all right, that's enough. I'll put up with a lot, but that, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's right. That's when uh, you, I mean, because I'm sure that you need the guy. He's got to be on the show. So you're doing whatever he needs, making him comfortable. But I guess you've got a limit. All right, a, I have ridiculous. a limit, and B, he's in my hotel room, so he, we're going to get into the show. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have done it from his house. I would be like, oh, we got a toothbrush, and we'd have a toothbrush there. 
because you're right all you want to do is lure these people there and get them on set and it it, it is really hard to get them from a because now i work with celebrities and you don't or real people that are a little more experienced so you you don't really have to worry about that you know mm-hmm. they're they're going to get on the plane or whatever so you worry about that so then you can't find them so one of the tricks in daytime tv to find people is um we would send a pizza to their house uh-huh. this is before cell phones so if the phone didn't work they didn't pay the bill they're not answering uh you look up where they live and you find like uh domino's pizza and you call them up and say listen uh, I'm trying to reach this person. Can you put a note in the pizza and I'll give you an extra five dollars? <laughs> Very sure. nice. What does the note say? It says, "Call Adam at blah 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 to be on divorce court." And I remember this one guy was like, "My wife will never do it. She'll never do it. Come on your show." So I send her the pizza, and she's like, "Yo, the only reason I called you is because I didn't have dinner for these kids, and you sent me a pizza, and then I had smart. dinner for these kids." Very. I mean, I, I say smart, but that sounds just like a lucky happenstance, but it's perfect. Oh, can I do about... one more divorce court story real quick? Yeah, 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 please do. Um, this woman called, you know, you get, a, you get a list of phone numbers of people to call back. So I call this woman back, and uh, they call the 800 number on the show. And it sounds like, it's so weird, it sounds like she's at church or something. And I go, hey, um, there's a lot of noise behind her. She says, oh, I just was looking for advice. I don't want to be on the show. And I was like, well, I'm not a lawyer. I can't give advice. And she says, sure, thanks. And while she's talking, I hear, like, church bells going off. Mm-hmm. And I go, uh, I'm sorry to ask, but where are you? And she says, oh, I'm a stripper and I'm at work. And that's the song Hell's Bells. I have to get on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't make it up, man. Now, you talked about five years uh, with Proudly Resents and then every now and then coming out of retirement to do an episode or two. But how can people find Proudly Resents on the Internet, on social media? How do people get to uh, check it out? Go to um, ProudlyResents.com. Oh, that's too um, easy. Yeah, it's too easy. And then on iTunes, Proudly Resents. When you put it in iTunes, it'll come up with, I split it up. You can get all 250 episodes, or you can get just the interviews, mm-hmm. just the reviews, just the ones with Adam Felber or Chris Gore or Todd Levin. So kind of split them up and also the christmas episodes um are pretty great we have some great christmas movies that we make fun of including um kurt cameron's uh saving christmas yeah we saw that on our podcast really bad film really bad film it's an insult right because it looks like an action comedy and it's just a ted talk yeah it's a ted talk that's a good way to put it with a christian bend and, right uh, Okay, so Adam and Adam Spiegelman. Everyone at home is poised to watch this movie to press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So why don't you take it away, Adam Spiegelman, and give us that celebrity countdown. Ready. Put your pants on. Now take them off. Three, two, one. Play. All right. Hey, no ads. Nice to have a YouTube movie with no ads. By the way, that was a great uh, comedian celebrity countdown. countdown. Yeah. Well, uh, look at this. Buster's given Buster Keaton, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies right. and gentlemen, Buster Keaton. See, it's only, it says written by two people, but it was really written by like five. <gasps> really? Yeah. And the, the Guild was created, the Writers Guild was created. <laughs> it was adapted by, so that's two people right there. Yeah, I guess 
they always do the cast up front. Do they do? I forgot. Is this a movie where if someone gets introduced, they have like a little Picard that says, you know, it's Annabelle Lee. <laughs> it's a placard. Placard. Uh, what did I say? Look at that. Copyright Joseph M. Schenk. Why? Not anymore. He was Copyright. the producer. He funded it. He copyrighted it up front. It must be a new thing, copyright. No. Now, I've been to Marietta, Georgia, so it's a little neat to see a sign. The thing is, this is really Oregon. But this is an actual train. I mean, you can't forget that uh, they're shooting this all practicality. Yes. Mm -hmm. this, this is not a movie screen. There's actually a, a, a camera crew side of this train shooting it. You know, it's a... Uh, now, this train was a hauling lumber. It was just a leftover remnant. He got the guy who went scouting locations was able to purchase three trains, and that's what they used throughout this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's expensive, isn't it? Buy three trains for a movie? Well, this, okay, he had a budget of $400,000. Now, that would shoot up to 700 and something thousand and really piss off that shank guy uh oh, copyright copyright shank right <laughs> joseph shank it's not shank there's an extra e in there it's like shank yeah let's see joseph s-c-h no e-n-c-k it's missing a vowel is what's going on well, anyway, this guy was a bit of a skunk. He's the reason, and this movie is the reason, that, like, Buster Keaton lost his independence and had to work for MGM for the rest of his life. Right, yes, that story. Now, look, he's, these kids are just tagging along with him. They think it's cool that he's an engineer. We really don't know why, and we'll never see him again in the film after they go. Well, that's good. They had a child labor laws back in 1926. They were only allowed to work 80 hours a week. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they must have hit the maximum. It was time for school. Oh, rude. You gotta take your hat off first. Now, the joke is she was behind him the whole time. Oh. And the kids saw it, too. Oh, she is definitely pretty, I guess. Pretty dress. She's pretty. The kids walk in with him. Yeah, the kids walk in and proceed to sit. Now, is this a sound stage, Carl? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, her name is Annabelle Lee in the movie. Her name, her real name is Marion Mack. Now, look how clever he is to get rid of the kids. Oh, he's going to leave. Wah wah. That's me at every. That's that's what happened when I, I have any job. They're like, "Yeah, here, go speak when you go up in front of us." He was a model. Buster Keaton. Uh, she was a bathing oh. beauty for twenty five dollars a week. Her film debut was on a summer day in nineteen twenty one. I don't know. That's the way it is with all these actresses and actors. You're not going to know the films they were in, or well. Can you and, guess what? I, I always try to guess what the film is about, at least. Like, on a sunny, sunny day, it's like... Probably about... Romance, right? Maybe a little frolic? Well, it's this about is called it. The General. Okay, so, it's war. Okay, it's the Civil War. I'm going to enlist. Not without me, son. 
What side are they on? In, uh, the the um, Confederate States. They are rebels. This is oh. the South. You see, this is based on a real event. It really was the North. But Keaton felt that it wouldn't be sympathetic, so we switched it to the South. People would be sympathetic to the South? Yeah. Huh. That's what he said. So the story was that this a guy who's in the North, on the, on the other side, the real life story? Yeah. Okay, there's a real incident in the Civil War. Okay, here it is. Union agent James Blah 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 led a squad of 21 soldiers on a daring secret raid dressed in civilian clothes. Andrew and his, and his men traveled in, in, by rail into the southern states, sabotaged the rail lines, disrupted disrupt the Confederate Army supply chain, and at the band, uh, they stole a locomotive named the General at Big Shanty. They're headed north, burning covered bridges, cutting telegraph lines. Wow. Yay, the north shall rise again. Wait a minute. Yeah. So they stole a southern train called the General? Yes. <laughs> and in this movie, they just, it's, it's about, oh, all right. That's the only thing they kept is the southern train named the General. And the rest they just flipped. Well, they flipped it, but yeah, they do the same. It is the same plot. No, it's just, wait a second. It, it's just that we're sympathetic with the South. It is the Union that does the raid and everything. I look at him, he's like, back off, buddy. I mean, there was no sense of personal space. I just like oh. the movie that he, there was some, finally. He is really funny. I mean, he's trying to act all manly and stuff. Like, his head is up high, you yeah. know what I mean? Like... He's like one of those boys that try to act like a man. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. They think he's more valuable as a uh, engineer for the South, right. but they don't tell him that. They just say, get out of here, you. So he thinks it's because he's not, you know, physically fit or something. Oh, he got 4 F. Yeah. Confederacy. Well. You know what, guys? I'm going to join the other side. So first he compares himself to this tall guy. I'm comparing myself to those licorice sticks. What do they get? Uh, really candy in there. That's like maybe seven cents worth of candy in there. Those jars. Carl, man, what kind of fat pig would I be? Like, hello, I would like two peppermint sticks. <laughs> now this guy, it's the other way around. They let this whip in? Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's more hat than man. Look at this invasion of personal space. Feels his muscle. Carl, this is Buster Keaton, physical comedy king. <laughs> One thing I love about silent movies is that it's usually a nondescript location. So I do like the fact there's a, a storyline and, you know, it's it's in a place. Because usually it's just like in, in the park. You know? Right. <sighs> Occupation. Bartender. <laughs> I'm a Tough guy. Yeah. You know it's the same guy, right? Wait a minute. I recognize <laughs> that, boys. Get yeah. out of you. Beat no, it. I want to join the war. That's he a does, funny joke. He so. will say that. He'll say, if you lose this war, don't blame me. <laughs> there is a huge lineup to, to sign up. Now you have an app. Oh, he got in. Yeah, he got in. Oh, what is your? What do you talk? Your name's not Beauregard. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry, I dropped that. 
get a reward. Now watch how he gets kicked out. Ouch! I do like the walls. So those are like little like compartments where you can pick up medication or something. <laughs> oh no, that's where they keep the medication. Like if you want like a sarsaparilla, there's like a sarsaparilla drawer <laughs> or something. Ooh! I need some aloe. <laughs> they have lamp oil and stoves. Man, this is the way to go. Hey, boyfriend, come here. No, thanks. My attitude's uh, from what I tried last. And they're like, what a disgrace. He won't even get online. Can you believe that fucking bullshit, man? Wait a minute. He was oh, on that line. He was there earlier. Oh, look, free library. Oh, no, that's, they don't uh, know it. They don't know it. They all think he's a coward that he didn't enroll because right. otherwise he would have been sent. Right. Hello. Hey. Look, we've enrolled. We've enrolled. Yes, but what about my hunk? Did he enlist? Oh, yeah. Did Johnny enlist? No. No, he's a weasel. Sorry. Yeah. He's a disgrace to the South. He hates slavery. He won't defend it. <laughs> he is a disgrace to the South. Oh, wait, are we early? Are you faster than me? I don't think so. I, I know right. by heart, so I was saying. Oh, like, fair enough. All right, the very next second an interstitial comes up, I'll let you know. So, look, he's going to he's sorting the mail, throwing stuff out. Uh-huh, Bill, he Bill. the picture. Bling! Yep, stealing the movie from Buster Keaton, are we? Hello, darling. Johnny, why won't why you bite you the north? They wouldn't take uh, me. Are we in sync? Yep, I just got that. He doesn't believe him. Please don't oh, lie. I don't want to shoot. You to strike the man again until you are in uniform. Do you understand that? I love a man in a uniform. <laughs> I love the way they shoot. What was that song? Uh, I don't know it, but you don't, right? I love a man in a uni for you on a unicorn. Yeah, on a unicorn. I love the way she. That's a great song. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember the band. These are all practical. We no. stop saying it. Now there is one thing here I strongly suspect is CGI, and I'll show you when we get to it. Is it the Velociraptor? <laughs> That's correct. You remember that scene? Look yeah. this. They spent the money to really make that camp right there. You know, this movie was, what, 1926? What year was this movie? So this movie was 1926. Ooh, this, thank God we're not watching the color version of this. These two guys right here were like in 250 films and 200 films. <laughs> One on the right was a Keystone cop. I mean, these, oh. yeah. Boy, I tell you, when silent films are dead, doesn't matter what the fuck you did in silent films. That was yesterday. They got all new people. Oh, my God. That must have hurt feelings. So, it, well, you know, in that respect, they had all new uh, theater goers, so we weren't even part of it. Well, no. We get to be part of their theater goers. Like, uh -huh. the people who watched them died with them. Big. So those people watched up to 1926, say, and then they died. But we are here in the 21st century, almost 100 years later, we've seen, you know, the last 10 years of movies, but we have access to 100 years ago. Yeah. So we're cooler than them. Yeah. If we even good. bothered, not, you know, but we can communicate with them, but they would have no idea what's going on if they came and watched TV with us. So this is the real life plot. They're going to go into Southern Territory. They're going to steal a train and they're going to 
fuck shit up so they can destroy the supply lines to the southern states. Oh, all right. So so this is, seems kind of true. So it's basically the true story, but it's the sympathetic guy is the... the, uh, the south, right. Yeah. You kind of want the train, though. You want the hero to have the train, right? You don't want to be like... Oh, he'll get it. <laughs> He's not letting that train out of his sight. He loves what? his train and he loves his woman. Would you say this is your favorite train movie? Uh, I don't think I have a favorite train movie. Snowpiercer? Um, I think Water for Elephants was probably the best train movie ever. I mean, he really trained those tigers. <laughs> we did see. Train did, movie. Didn't we watch Runaway Train with John Voight? I we don't did. think so. I finally had the chance to see that movie. That was a good one. Great Train Robbery. Not on YouTube. I love. Okay, so this is the plan: twenty minutes Take to get lunch in Big Shanty. Now, I think that our hero um, Annabella Lee doesn't have money or something because instead she hides on the train. Maybe she's so embarrassed she doesn't have money. I don't kind of get it. See, she reaches in there, no money, or or so she goes and hides. Now, there's a trunk, her trunk, so maybe she was getting food out of it? Yeah. Now, look, oh, man. Buster Keaton will have soapy hands one second, and then poof, they're not soapy anymore. Okay, look, his goof is going to give the message, the signal. Swap! Let's go! <laughs> Come on, really everybody! Suave. They couldn't smell those northerners? Hey! It's a Southern Bell. Southern Bell, I was going to say. Bye-bye, Bell. Oh, they took the Southern Bell? Well, yeah. Oh, boy. It's a hostage situation. Tell people. They're scared. Look at his soapy hands. Okay, look at Soapy, soapy hands. Look at his soapy hands. Kind of soapy. No, oh, not soapy. No, they're soapy. They are not. They, they are the white. Listen, man, the sun cakes your hands. Uh -huh. Okay. These guys did not that. notice 12 northerners in their fucking uh, depot. Come on, gang. Come on. Get my train. Get my fucking train. I love the general. By the way, I'm so glad we mute the sound because the piano is so annoying. It's yeah, I never, I never feel the need to listen to the original sound. I mean, I understand. Like, It's fun when you uh, go to the that theater. They strip like, it, you see? Right. Can't telegraph. A train has been stolen. So, yeah, you go to the theater. Well, I, you know, the mess, last message they were able to send was dash, dash. Uh, yeah, you go to the theater, like, for silent movies, sometimes there'll be accomplishment. You know, there'll be, like, a someone playing piano Accompany. to it. Or, what did I say? Accomplishment. Yeah, there'll be an accomplishment on the piano. Gotcha. Alongside the music. Uh, and uh, accomplishing or, my accomplisher tonight will be it's a company. I don't mind, the, I don't mind when you're watching a, a silent movie with people and there's music because you're sharing that, you know what I mean? Like, you could both say this music sucks or whatever, but <laughs> it just propels it. But it's so nice to watch a silent movie though, that we don't have to worry about the dialogue. Watch this, happens. watch this. How that's real, that's real. He really fell his ass over. Oh, geez, fucking dude, I would hurt like a motherfucker. He did all his own stunts, really dangerous stunts. 
Yeah. And there were accidents on the film a lot. Oh, nice. Yeah. What a weird, wood, a wooden really bicycle. A physical guy. I mean, he's really. People in 1926 are like, did you see him jump on the wooden bicycle? And I'm like, a wooden bicycle? What the fuck? <laughs> they wouldn't even say wooden, right? It would be such a given. Yeah, a bicycle. Uh, a, two, a twofer. Now, he's, he's a spy, so he's got his rebel, his rebel uniform to wear. Look, these motherfuckers stole my train. I think they, they're eating desserts. The deserters? Yeah, they're, you know, those kind of guys who love desserts. You mean deserters? Look, he's checking his phone. Oh, no, it's a stopwatch. It's not a stopwatch. It's timepiece. Now, usually, Buster Keaton, who makes some sort of weird fuck-up, but this is just coincidence and happenstance. He's not pulling them. These guys are improving right now? No, what I mean to say is... In the plot, there was yeah. a happenstance incident. Oh, you so think, he's already. Oh, I got you. I thought like on this on the day of the set. So behind them, you know, he thinks he's dragging the soldiers. Now that he, he sees that he's not. Oh, there's a cannon. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know the old cannonball lying around. I guess like because the Northerners were fighting them, they had to like create cannon. That's Back them up. They're still in the wood? Well, they've got to uh, burn it in the furnace, of course, for the steam. Someone's oh, on to us. Someone's following us. Come on. Oh, they're warping the wood with water. <laughs> warping it. No, the water's for the steam to make the steam. So, oh, I got you. I, don't, so I, now, I have no idea. We'll get a water gag or two. They'll think it's raining. Oh, man. Is, and then, then he'll walk out and go, is it raining? That old gag. Yeah. That's like what you're talking about, like, dad jokes. It's more like a great, great, great grandfather. Right. Yeah, he does it every time the train goes by the water mill, the water silo. That's a joke because they think also that the soldiers are being towed. But it's just Buster. That's right. It's just Buster. And when they find find that out, Buster's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. And he runs all the way off the train. Boink. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, he's really doing this. Now, some of the stunts he does, like, you know, he climbs up a building. Oh, that's Harold Lloyd. But, you know, these stunts, like, do you think people actually do this, like, on trains and shit like that back in the day? Yeah, this is all, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think, I th like, yeah, I think people would go up the ladder and be on the roof for whatever reason. Okay, now this, the first time they ever did this, they put in way too much gunpowder and the cannon oh, really fucking shot. They had to learn how to, how much, he would, Count out the grains of gunpowder with a tweezers to get the perfect amount of torque to make a few jokes. Wow. That is the wrong word. So he it would be him. Like there was no one else on the set who was like, oh, I was in the Civil War. Look, I could help you. See you see where the, where the projectory. Yeah. Yeah. 
to make that happen, he had to spend like, you know, I don't know, weeks trying to figure it out. Here he goes again. To happen for real. It's insane. And what's crazy for me is the cameraman following him. Yeah. Now, the joke is he put in too little gunpowder. So he's just going to put the whole canister in. Oh, my God. He gets a little, he just puts in the whole canister. Stuff. Yeah. Listen, you have one job. Shoot a fire. Cannonball. Cannonball. Now that thing really going to fucking fire, right? Yeah, I mean, like, usually you have people on the set who are experts who can assess no. it. And they have, like, you know, uh, stuntmen. <laughs> no, that's not the same timing, The right? thing is, I mean, this is all real. They shot it out of sequence. Probably. Look how it goes down. Yeah. I'm that's sure nuts. it's coming out of sequence. It's like, oh, fuck, it's going to blow the sea ice and it fucking hit my train. Oh right, because he's uh he's on the trajectory. He used the he trajectory. He used the whole can of gunpowder. Look, he's stuck. I know, just another one. That's good. <laughs> <I think that's laughs> this is so dangerous. Look what they're doing. Uh, you know, it is war, Carl, and entertainment. <laughs> What's he doing? Well, he he's staying as far away from the cannon as he can. But look, he goes around a bend, so it misses him. That's good. That is oh. good. Oh. Well, that means the whole army's after them. We better go, oh, boys. Right. Fuck, they got cannons. Well, too much baggage. All right, so this boxcar, that'll fuck them up. Oh, no, but that's where they've, well, that, you know, in the Snowpiercer, that's probably the, the poorest of the, the lowest of the cla- low class. It's low class people. Low class, yeah. The high class are in the front cars, as you know, as the brochure points out. Oh, so this, his train's going to slow down. Well, I don't know if that, I mean, it's a steam locomotive. Uh, right. I, okay, so look. He pushes it off, changes the thing so he'll go straight. Oh no! And that guy is so. Oh, and this is incredible timing. Yeah, I know. And there had to be take after take after take after take. That'd be kind of fun to watch the outtakes. Yeah. Is there any end credits? Do they show that? The no, that's, they didn't know to do it. That would have been good. All the ways they messed up. There, that'll fuck them up. That'll stop. That will fuck them up. I'll yep. throw a penny down while we're at it. So look, he doesn't see it, but the boxcar goes right back onto the track. Oh, it's gonna derail. Let's see. Dude, I want to. I would pay good money. I would pay like a nickel to see a fucking train derailment. Really? Yeah, okay. nineteen twenty-six. I'll one? take your bet. He goes, you know- what the? F- How did it get in front of me? You know, a nickel to see a Buster Keenan movie in 1926 is the equivalent of a nickel in 1926 one. Right. Now, what will you give me if there's a derailment? Uh, I will give you... Will you give me a 1926 nickel? Yes. No, a penny. I probably have a 1926 penny somewhere. Look. Yeah, I'll give you a 1926 nickel. Derailed. 
Wow, that's pretty stunning. He owe me a nickel. That saved him from the railroad tie that would have now he's like, where the fuck did it go? <laughs> Dude, now I owe you a nineteen twenty six nickel. Does that mean a nickel that's from nineteen twenty six or just the, the equivalent value? Right. The value. Oh shit, I better mortgage. Nineteen twenty six money, that would be a nickel. Sixteen dollars? Fuck. <laughs> Now, this is one of the most dangerous things he did during the production. Look, he's got to first flick this thing off. Right. Seriously, if that thing hits him, it will cut him. But he's not even looking. Look, now here comes the second most dangerous thing. And they didn't, they didn't do it in sequence. Good. Look, he, go, he has to flip it off. Or it would derail, Mike. It would derail. Boom! One take. Yeah. You know, I keep I keep telling you, I said this last the last time we watched the Buster Keenan movie for public uh, domain. Year, right. I kept calling him Harold Lloyd, but uh, I did mention that John Wick 2 and John Wick 3 both start with footage from Buster Keaton. Uh, he's running around the city in the second one, and a Buster Keaton movie is being projected on a wall while he, while he motorcycles by. Gotcha. Uh, and then in the third one, he's he's lost in Times Square, and there's a projection, I believe it's from the general, of Buster Keaton on, suddenly shows up on the screen. Right. Because Why you, do you, you say Keaton? I don't know. Is Buster it, Keaton. Buster Crouton. <laughs> Buster Keaton. Keaton. This happens just like throughout the film. It's just, it's just full on, you know, 170 oh. heart rate. It's one thing reverse. after another. It's one thing after another. Is he stuck? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. They greased the tracks, and then they pulled it. He never looks around. Now He'll turn and he'll drop it. He does that with the, with the logs all the time. Carrying logs, and then something, he sees something, and he just drops them. And also his train's on fire. Not his train. The the Confederate uh, the Union set their train on fire. It's really the general, so they're going to leave it in that bridge. They just they think that they're being followed by a lot of troops. Wow, and it's just Buster. Yeah, rejected. Now this is real. It really was smoke. Jesus Christ! And the camera's going in. Oh, even the camera won't go in. Holy shit! Yep, that's real fire, of course. Carl, man, I would be dead to the world. I'd be like, fuck your little movie. I said, Kroll, I'm not going to sit through this fucking movie. You maybe go through a burning tunnel. I can't breathe. Seriously. <laughs> well, actually, there was, they started forest fires and stuff. And one time it was so bad, they had to stop shooting for a while. And then, uh, like, uh, lots of rain came and it cleared up all the smoke and they started filming again. Oh my god. Yeah. So they're just burning the, the trees. Yeah. And man, this is like a nickel's worth of entertainment. <laughs> Throwing a movie uh, a movie tone news reel and I'm all set. Now these are Oregon National Guard guards people. They and when they're being the Confederacy, they wear these outfits, and when they're uh -huh. the Union, they wear those outfits. Because so that state wasn't in the war, right? That wasn't 
North or South? Oregon? No, it wasn't even a state. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a territory or something. They hadn't reached cap. When did they reach? Uh, I actually maybe I'm 1860. I don't, I don't know. It's I been don't a know. long time. Yeah, but by the time they shot this movie, it was a state. Yes, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Everything's in order. Now, behind him is the um Yeah, see, they hid from the South, and then the Union will come through, and sort of Buster Keaton will have to do the hiding. Gotcha. Yeah, that was pretty good timing on those guys. It's easier in, in silent movies, because the director could be... Okay, guys, duck. Yeah. Well, you know, like, so, I mean, like, I, I was glad uh, John Wick referenced him because every like movie i like whether it's jackie chan or uh say john wick it's all based on him and the visceral thrill these movies give you know and the stunts he does and the grace he does like i gotta change outfits i'm dressed for the wrong side oh right why do you like john wick oh man they're shooting four and five back to back they are really there's going to yeah. be four and five chapter four and chapter five effectively oh, excuse me not not a movie they're chapters. yeah it's a it's a novella it's only five chapters though listen each chapter is very there's each chapter has a certain like he gets beat up he kills a guy he gets beat up he kills a guy <laughs> it's just page it's a page turner every page he's in a fight so Chances are he's going to survive because he has another fight. Now, now, this is they, they plan to drop logs on all of the Confederate soldiers, and then they see that it's only one dude. And does he see it's Buster? Keaton? No. Don't say Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> I am an alien. <laughs> what number are you on? I, I uh, What's your time, Carl? Uh, 3105, 06, 07, okay. 08. Okay, cool. I'm with you. He's on a train, right? Nope, not he's not anymore. Okay. Now, they see it's only one man. So he is behind enemy lines, but he's jumped off the train. We're doing a funny gag with his hat. Walks right into it. And the guy's a genius. Buster, we got 10 minutes to kill. What are we going to do? We got a hat and a tree. Rain on me. Right. I think it's living. Oh, man. He's in the enemy's country, Carl. He's on the north side. And he's rained. It's being rained on. But now, how do they do the rain? What do you think? They really, this must be like a big Yeah, rain. it's got to be a machine. During this film, Keaton gets knocked unconscious. Uh-huh. Um, an assistant director is shot in the face with a blank. What? A, really? A train wheel runs over a brakeman's foot, and they had to pay $29,000 in a lawsuit. 
The train's wood-burning engine caused numerous fires. The fires often spread to forests and farmers' haystacks, which cost the production $25 per burnt stack. Well, yeah. This movie is a fucking menace. <laughs> it is. I don't know if this is a movie or like just a natural disaster. Oh, look, he's got a cockside view of uh, for lunch. He's going to sneeze. He's got a cockside view. Goodness. Goodness, Michael. Oh, I'm not the one eating a sandwich in front of that guy's crotch. General. Okay, so now he's learning their big plan. Um, and they're going to attack. They're going to surprise him on their flank. It's a, it's a big plan. And Buster Keaton's overhearing it. So now he has information uh, that they could use uh, the right. sap. One of the people at the table is his father, Joe uh, Keaton. Keaton. Mr. That's Mr. Keaton to you. <laughs> this is the last film Joe Keaton was in. When I saw Buster, I said, Mr. Keaton, I'm a big fan. He goes, no, 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 no. Please call me Buster. Mr. Keaton is my father. What's <laughs> another, his name, fire, another fire broke out during the filming of a large fight scene, which not only cost the production 50 grand, but it also forced Keaton and the crew to return to Los Angeles on August 6th due to excessive smoke. Heavy rains finally cleared the smoke in late August and production resumed. What the fuck were they doing? <laughs> Oh my God, this is a. Well, the town loved him. They employed 1,500 people. There's this one scene in which there's a train wreck and they made it a, a town wide holiday so everyone could, everyone could come out and see the wreck. You know, and I'm sure the movie made uh, tons of money and uh, a national movie, but at what price, Carl? At what price? Uh, by the way, it, this film didn't really make money. Like they spent 700 and something on it. And right. it made a million worldwide, so you could say it made its money. But the critics didn't like it, and audiences didn't, didn't respond. It's like $400,000 in the United States. And this is what made Keaton, like, I think he owed money, and, um, you know, he had to sign a contract because of this Joseph Schmecka Schmecka guy. Right. That would be... Um, uh, he would have to work for MGM. He wouldn't have creative control of his films anymore. Wow. Yeah. So that gave started a downward, downward spiral from. Yeah, it did. Now this great film, one of his greatest works, mm -hmm. was what made him a flop. Isn't that stupid? Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe it was nice that he burned a couple of acres at it. You know, like. Sure, karma paid him back, but he was able to kind of fuck you. This is gonna ruin my career. Uh oh, oh no, she's being guarded. Yeah, she's she's an emotionally insecure woman, and right now she's being very guarded. That was hilarious. Wow, this is like a. I've seen. I don't know if I. I had seen this. Oh, I've seen it before. You have you. I I thought you had as well. well Listen, I have audience, go watch all of Buster Keaton's Keaton. Go off, watch <laughs> all of Buster Keaton's. Watch this. This is funny. Bonk. 
Nice. Now, one of the funniest moments in the film will happen in this little segment, this little scene here. Right now, I have him going in. I'm at... Uh... He's not standing. Are you at 36, 40, 50? Eight. No, okay. no 50. Right. Okay. okay, now there's a guard outside the window, but he conked him out. But he knows there's a guard sleeping in front of the uh, door. So he has to be quiet. And this uh, is one of the funniest jokes in the film. <clears throat> he tells her to be quiet, be quiet. Then he's going to make a big noise and ruckus. And he'll just turn to her again and go, quiet! Come on. <laughs> he goes, <clears throat> That's a Chevy Chase movie. Quiet! <laughs> right, you're missing the sound. Quiet! Quiet! <laughs> it's followed up by one of the unfunniest things. He'll slam his hand in the window. Oh, my God, it's so stock. Oh, what are you talking about? It really slammed his hand. But he, yeah, I guess he made up the gag. It is 1926. Right. He hurt himself for a throwaway joke as he runs off in the rain. Now, they're just going to have a nightmare. Oh, there it is, the computer graphics. Oh, the CGI that looks beautiful. Did you see the lightning strike? Yeah. Yeah, that was all 1926 CGI. A little primitive. Now, they had to painstakingly scratch the film to do that, because as you know, they just couldn't do a zip-zip-zorro. What about this bear? Are you at the bear? Yeah. He's behind glass. Fuck, dude, this movie has everything. Yeah, they spend their money. This was his masterpiece. Whoa! Ha, ha, ha. Uh Oh, good, we're synced up. So, Carl, this movie so far has provided me with, like, train... Super Cop 2 style train cut fucking. Uh, <laughs> there was a uh, there was a Jackie Chan movie where Michelle Yeoh is on a fucking motorcycle on top of a moving train. Mm-hmm. Computer graphics. Okay, so he gets her out and he gets stuck. <laughs> That's okay. He'll get himself without his out with his foot and his foot will get stuck. <laughs> Wait a minute, a bear trap looks painful. It's a movie. Uh huh. He gets, like, when he gets out of it, he gets disgusted with it, and he, like, throws it aside. Like, I don't know, you got to see his face. And he goes, bleh! <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's get it off the screen. we got to right. run. So now Buster Keaton's going to be like, fuck this shit, man. Let's just hang out here for tonight. Yeah. Hey, anyway, we turn is crocodiles and <laughs> bears and under glass and shit like that stuck in a bear trap and a, there's a lightning scratch on the film oh that's funny now i don't know if it's meant to be a joke okay here you he goes it was brave of you to come risk your life right just for me but the truth is he went after his train he didn't know she was on it right that is true that is and true, he but doesn't admit. He lets her believe it. Is there going to be pay uppins? Nope. Well, that's good. I mean, the guy's becoming a hero. He's saving his his girl. At least now look how so. dry they will be when 
Okay, see, they're dry. Now, it's yeah. the morning. They had all night to dry off. But I don't know. Is that what happens in the cold, damp night? Do you think this war movie is unrealistic? <laughs> you think people in the 20s are like, that's not how it was. Yeah, the last war happened. That's so, the look, war. they were right by civilization. Last oh, this whole time? That's funny. He said, I don't know. See, is that made as a joke? Like, let's just stay here. Because if I was editing this and that was my joke, yeah. from him saying stay here, I would cut to they were right next to civilization. Right. Otherwise, the joke doesn't have a punch. It's a soft punch. Right. There's the general. Hot diggity dog, it's my fucking train. What a quinkening. Well, they did steal it. They did find it. Now, he overheard the plot to out, you know, attack him from the left flank. He heard the whole game game plan. We got to get back to our lines and warn them. Warn them of this fart attack. This fart attack? Well, no. <laughs> Just this attack. I'm as serious as a fart attack. <laughs> now, was that funny? He thought yeah. the three was... Oh, man. Look, it's mail for Santa Claus. Dear <laughs> Chris Kringle. Now, what they're going to do is put her in the sack and load her onto the Look, it's um, it's Holocaust <laughs> shoes. Wow! And yeah, give the bag the boot. Get in there. The Germans don't let any part of the pig go to waste. And I was in. You ever have burlap sex? Amazing. <laughs> Look at damn. We'll put a hole in the sack. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. <laughs> okay, so you know the plot. Get her onto yeah. the thing. Now, somehow she's going to pull out the pin of the train so they can just steal the general. But I don't know when they communicated that to each other. This is funny. He lost his shoe. Right. And all the shoes. Well, she's in a bag. Oh, well, right. that's she's going to be in a bag for a while. Now, when she's on the train, she doesn't get herself out of the bag. Why not? Why not? I mean, does he know she's... Well, I don't know. Now, this is must be the world's first stuntman in that bag. <laughs> no, it's her. Shut it's up. Yeah. Shut up. In this scene, it's her. Right. Why would you... Why are these people doing this for a fucking movie? It's a, it's a paycheck. Yeah, all right. Now, look. Buster's going to walk right past. His plan's working perfectly. Hey, you, you there. Put that broad on the train. <laughs> now, look, he pulls out. She pulls out the pin. Now, that was part of their plan. Well, yeah. All right. Then she goes. Yeah. Uh, one ticket, please. Only one person for this train, please. Uh, and uh, carry on. Quiet. We're almost there. Uh, how many tickets for the driving? Just one in this burlap sack. So she's got the pin. It's with her in the sack. And they're going to, all the Confederates, so the Northerners are still going to be like driving the train, right? Yeah, but look what, 
he's gonna do bonk pow kick jesus no. christ he's fucking uh jackie chan excuse me he stole the train well all right i guess this means a duel now that guy i just realized and this is like the fourth time i've seen this that guy, he's going to be a, a rifleman later. That's interesting. Well, you'll see. So he's stolen back his general, right? Right. And that's great. And now he's going to tell them of the big plot. But they're after him. Not only one locomotive, two will go after him. And that's okay, because I'm sure hijinks will ensue. Yeah, you would hope. Now, there's no door, so he just axes his way in. Well, they were doing that before, too, when they, the uh, the bad yeah. guys, the North, was uh, trying to get visibility. All right. Hey, so if one train is going south at 60 miles per hour? Please. The SATs were yesteryear. I, 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 okay, so look. He's just stepping. That's her, man. He's just fucking her up, stepping on her. Darling. Now, look, she's got the pin in her. Look how he's manhandling her. Now, she's got the pin, and she thinks, oh, here's what you wanted. He's like, you idiot. Come on. <laughs> here's that pin you wanted me to get for you. No, we just had to unpin the train, Missy. <laughs> right, what? right. And, uh. Nice. She'll do that. She'll do that throughout the film. Like there's this hilarious scene in which she's trying to fuel the, you know, you put the wood in, and she gets this little like plank. You'll see. You'll see. All right. She means well. She always means well, but they're like boneheaded goofs. What I think it's sweet is that she did. She didn't really believe the the other guys. Like, you know, he, he he's the one who saves. You know, obviously, he's the most heroic guy in the town. What, you mean the parent, his father and brothers? He, yeah. He believed that. She believed them that he didn't enlist. Yeah. Right. No, he but, did. They did. Yeah. So I think it's sweet that, you know, he proves that he, he can do this. Right. And he's exactly. the only one who does it, you know. And that'll be at the end of the film, too. Oh, look at this. Yeah, yeah just jump right in. Yeah, he's a monkey. He's now look what he's doing. Timber. Cross lines. Oh no, now I won't be able to. Damn it. My telegraph is all fucked up. Save. Uh, I can't get the message. And is he wearing a. What uniform is that, girl? That is a, a union uniform because he was behind enemy lines. So every time I've seen like stills from this movie, I'm like, cool, he's on the north side. Well, no, he switches back and forth. But I mean, yeah, you can yeah. see a still and think he's the north. Okay, so they need more firewood, right? Right, so he's stealing some dude's men. And she does something very smart on her own with the rope. Cross line. What a shitty... Fence, man, you should like put a Watch nail in this. there. Watch this. Whoa, that wasn't intentional. No, it was. 
all of this is. See that? That was intentional. <laughs> it took so many takes. You got to research this film. So you mean like they had to get the people to get the logs up there? Yeah. And then, in yeah. Between, there was like eight takes of this before you had one in which it was perfect. And this is the one. So crazy. Yeah. There's a Christmas tree he in the way. He was dedicated to craft. He was... I mean, well, you're I, right. He invented most of these, or he, he, you know, he did these jokes first. He goes, where is she? Where is she? But I mean, the way he flung it and it went completely over. Right. The way he dodged it when it fell back, the way it knocked the three over. Look what he did. Yeah, he's impressed. Yeah. Very good. Oh! Oh, all right. Anyway. Gotta catch the train. Not catch a train. This is funny. Now, why does he go through the window? Because he can. It's like those guys who can like hop in the car window or like, you know. I feel like if he could climb up a building, he'll climb up a building. Two Christmas trees down. War on Christmas. Christmas on war. Christmas on war. Fire on Christmas. Christmas <laughs> on fire. Oh, Carl, may I be the second person uh, this year, 2022? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I was the first person to wish you Merry Christmas last week's show. Thanks. Yeah. Listen, it's only January. Out there. I just want to say Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I wrote, I wrote a song. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, do you want to see this Lifetime movie? It's about Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year and Merry yeah. Christmas. And happy, ha happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Okay, Merry now the jet, the um, uh, Captain Anderson gonna wake up. Oh no! Just what she's doing when she's steering, uh, conducting. Yeah, well, see, the, it, the train kind of drives itself. You know what I mean? Oh you yeah, because keep on real. putting uh, wood into the into the furnace. You're not going to bunk into anything unless somebody drops barrels on the track. Oh, right. All right. So he's waking up, but he's watch what how he gets knocked out again. He's acting waking up. No, he got acting. Didn't even realize he was unconscious, right? No. It, was that a piece of foam or something? Like you can't it had to really be. throw a log on someone's head. I know these are all practical, but yeah, but not, not, ev not everybody is Buster Keaton. <laughs> Look, he finds a Confederate uniform, <laughs> and uh, he doesn't know where it came from. And we know it came from when they stole the general. Now, look, she starts sweeping. And he's like, come on with the sweeping. Come on, we're in trouble here. Don't be domestic. Watch. All right. He goes, hey, hey, give me that. <laughs> now get someone in here. Get someone in the fire. So look, she gets this like plank. And he thinks it's ridiculous. So he's sarcastic. Watch how he's sarcastic. It's All like right. a twig. And she earnestly puts it in. <laughs> Like, didn't I do good? And he goes, oh. <laughs> huh. Man, it's a complicated man. Okay, now, 
The, right. In real life, the actress, her last name's Mac, does not know the joke. Buster Keaton knows the joke. So when you see her react, it's real. She's okay. really, 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 this is happening to her. I don't know what it. Oh. Uh, now look at her face. This isn't fun. No. <laughs> now this watch how they're going to. Look, she's out of here. Now watch how they cut away and she's all dry. Well, yeah, you know, that's like it's the other time. She fucking freaked out. You son of a bitch. I mean, that looked really painful. It was probably freezing cold. Oh, my God. That's right. Now we're going to have a bunch of water gags in which people water will get doused gags. with water. Yeah. Is Does Waterman show up in this movie? No, I he made up born. Waterman in 20... No, well, then the, 19, 19, yeah. Water man. Oh, so wait, how did I still? I never, I never knew, honestly. I mean, I look, can't look, even look. tell. She sees Ooh. the circle in the wood, so she's like, ah, this one's no good. <laughs> she throws it out. Oh, yeah, it's effective. Well, you could fuck that wood. Yeah, but she's not a dude. She wouldn't think that. Right. Yeah, like good you point. would, Michael. Yeah, I'll be like, I'm gonna, I'll be right back, guys. I'm gonna go to the back cab. I'm gonna go to the observation deck. Do that watch. I remember once before Spiegelman was married, I was sleeping over his house, and I was oh, trying yeah. to fall asleep, and he just kept on doing it. I was like, "Stop fucking banana, Michael! <laughs> Stop fucking." Well, if I'm not fucking banana, I'm not fucking banana. You're not fucking banana. Please. Please stop saying fucking banana. It was deep roaring. <laughs> fucking banana. Carl's got into a going bananas uh, K-hole, one of our favorite movies. Which Everyone you can hear. knows that because they listen. Yeah, that's right. We had a very extensive year in review last week where we yeah. uh, discussed our favorite movies and all the movies we watched last year, including going bananas. I would say the general and going bananas would be the, the dream double feature for me. What do you think? That going bananas really was a great, great film to watch. <laughs> it wasn't a great film, but you know what I mean. To yeah, watch. yeah, absolutely. Um, All real practical trains follow yeah. each other. Yep. Now we'll have this gag. You see how they all fall over? Right. We'll see that again. I mean, these guys. I mean, they're they're doing just as destructive, crazy what? stunts. What they are, and every time I see like a pratfall and it's not Buster Keaton, I'm kind of like, "You're ripping him off." That's no, I feel it. bad for those guys. Like, you know, Buster Keaton takes a lot of abuse, but I mean, Marilyn uh, wasn't expecting. Yeah, look, fucks up the tracks. Damn, I've never seen that before. I think the yeah. worst I've done on the tracks was put a, a penny on the tracks and then waited. I think I did that with a quarter. I did do that. It really got smushed. Now, did you like have in the back of your mind, like, oh, I'm going to derail this train. This is going to no. derail the train. No. Because no. I had seen it and done before. So look, <clears throat> he's really smart. The train's going and she can't make it go in reverse. So he goes down the hill to intercept the train. That's crazy. She gets wise and she can make it go backwards. Like, God damn it. So now he's got to go up the hill. Oh, he's going to climb up? Yeah. 
Yeah, they don't really show us all the way. See? Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Give a little benefit of the doubt. So he's back on board. Where were you? Right? On general. You can stop going backwards now. <laughs> Are they going to... Well, what? what? Now, look, we spent the money on three trains. We're showing three trains. They got to destroy one of these trains at least, right? Yeah, they sure will. And it's a very, very impressive scene. It costs $40,000 and 26 money to make. It's just nuts. Oh, I mean, and this... by the way, They'll yeah. leave the wreckage when they leave. <laughs> They'll just leave it. They just left it. Oh, I would set up a roadside attraction. Come see the train, the general. Well, it see was. The... It, it was? was? Um, let me just read it. Um, wow, that's crazy, Carl. James Mansfield's car and the uh, train. The production in general. company left the wreckage in the riverbed. The locomotive became a minor <laughs> tourist attraction for nearly 20 years until it was salvaged in 1945 for scrap during World War II. Yeah, that makes sense. Here's the Rock River Bridge. This is where it's all going down. This is where. Uh, this is too much, Carl. It's a bridge too far. This is a bridge too far. Well, wait till you see what happens, man. Oh, I hate that. So here they've got burning wood. Eaton is going to fuck them up. All right. Uh-oh. The Northern Division is approaching. Uh-oh. Boo, I guess. God, it's so crazy how many people. Look at this production. Yep. Horses well, and cannons. Yes, they brought they brought thirty six World War II, World uh, Civil War cannons for this. <clears throat> the train wreck of the Texas shot costs forty two thousand dollars, the most expensive single shot in silent film history. Um, the town declared a local holiday so that everyone could come watch the spectacle. Between three to four thousand local residents showed up, including five hundred experts. Yeah. From out. the Oregon National Guard, Eaton used six cameras for the train wreck scene, which began four hours late and required several lengthy trial runs. Wow. Oh, what here's you, uh... the last interesting thing about it. In the train crash, a dummy was used as the engineer. It looked so realistic that the townspeople who had come to watch screamed in horror. This should be a like a bad film, the making of the general. Right. It's great. They're making a film here. Son, they burned our forest down. Well, that now was watch like this. Watch this. Right. <laughs> they burned our bridge down, fucking Hollywood. Dad, they're leaving the train wreck. It'll become a nice tourist attraction. <laughs> Until World War II. Send a telegraph to Mr. Keaton. 
Rains have come and stopped the smoke. Deed, 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 stop. You can come back and fuck up our town more now. <laughs> Production halted uh, because of wind, uh, smoke annihilate. Okay, so look, a, con- a confederate sees him and he goes, hey, hey, buddy, how you doing, pal? And he goes, whoa, he's going to shoot him. He goes, why the hell would he shoot at me? And then she right. goes, because you're a, you're a union, you're in a uniform. Did the big dummy. <laughs> oh, wearing the enemy's clothing. Now he puts on his fake Confederate clothing because you know he's not a Confederate soldier. And you oh, you're saying, oh shit. I wasn't saying oh shit, but that's very perceptive of you of you. I was thinking it. Uh okay. I dropped. the general has now been returned. And he goes, hey, come on, there's a bunch of Union guys coming. There's a whole army going to, they're going to attack you on the flank, sir. What Let's time are you go. at, Carl? Um, <clears throat> 101, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39. Okay, perfect. I'm with you. Well, you know, they... That song wasn't in the public domain, so during the shooting, they're like, "Look at the money, man! All the horses they had." No, and did they pay the Oregon National Guard? Here's your hat, sir. Here's that uh, sword you wear. This is no sense of personal space. Now, this is funny. They're all debating how to fix this. And then the real train guy comes and it's like, bang, bang, fix. And they are sort of like dumbfounded and perplexed for a second. Do you get it? Yeah. He hit, he hit it with the back of the axe. Yeah. And then in there. So now he goes, okay, let's go. And he, see, <laughs> for a second, they're all like, Ooh, come on. Hey. I don't know who to root for now. We're for the South because we suspend disbelief for our hero. So in this microcosm universe, we are for the South, Michael. I got you. Everybody, put ropes around your chest. And Okay, so I'm not sure. It's comedic, but... Like, are they trying? They're trying to cross the street and get her home, I guess. So they're going to defend their town? Man, this is crazy. Well, he had the news. Look, man, that's just dangerous. I know, that's what I'm saying. Look, that's the director. What are you doing, Professor? You're home, you're home. I was saved by Buster Keaton. Really? Oh, of the that, ketones? The disgrace to the South? His dad. I know his dad from the previous scene. Joseph Keaton. That's a Joseph Keaton. I said, Mr. Keaton. And he said, no, no, no. Call me Buster. Uh, my father's name is uh, Mr. Mr. Keaton. Mr. Joseph Mr. Keaton. Keaton. From the planet Krypton. <laughs> they really speak that way, Krypton? Wait, is Krypton a planet? Oh, right, that's where Superman's from. Yeah, it's a planet. It was a planet before the great 
galactic explosion. What self-loathing is like if I was an Earth guy that the Earth destroys and then I go to a new planet and my only weakness is Earth. It's like, yeah, I just hate my fucking past, man. <laughs> no, don't call me Spiegelman. I'm Superman. Yeah, guys call me Superman. I was really cool back on Earth. Uh, too bad it blew up. Well, no, they saved the lost planet of... Uh, now, wait, Kowloon. wait, Mike. Mike, yeah. you gotta watch this now. Here right. comes the fire. Yes, okay. here comes the horses. Yeah, here comes the train. $2,000. The train, the horses stopped the train. Now, a guy who did, like, a lot of camera work for Buster Keaton and other, other, you know, a guy who worked on, behind that guy. Goes the bridge isn't he? He was always behind the scenes. This is his only time ever in front of the camera. He goes, so he's like, your train can survive that. It's funny because when it doesn't, he's embarrassed. But oh well. Let's okay, see. Watch, oh my god, here it watch. is. Yeah, everything is fine, Carl. Trains on the bridge. Look at the that. Fire. That is a practical effect. Oh my god. That's the new Mission Impossible movie. Now, look, he's all wrong. He was wrong. <laughs> look, they're looking at him. And he goes, Board the river! <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. That was perfect acting, man. Perfect yeah, oh, acting. yeah. Well, so, you know, this uh, Mission Impossible, the last one they, they just made, uh, the one during, they shot during the pandemic. Yeah. One of the deals was that they did a crazy train stunt. I haven't seen the movie. I could.